It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. And starting this season, we are also going to be the show that streams our Friday podcast. For those of you who are new to the program, and I know that is a significant number of you, last week was our biggest week ever after our biggest month ever. And the offseason has shown tremendous growth for the show. But for those of you that are unaware of what we do during the season, On Fridays, I will record a late Friday afternoon podcast that goes up detailing the injury report, how it affects what's going on in the game, and then I'll also take your questions and we'll we'll get in as much as we can. That show is going to be live streamed on video on Twitter and on Facebook. So uh, the good news is if you want a little Locked on Packers TV show, you're going to get one. And the bad news is uh, you have to look at me. So that's that's going to be the trade-off. Uh, and uh, speaking of questions, that's what we're going to spend time on today. Uh, not quite midway through the process here, but pretty close to it uh, with one game in the books and three more to go. The second uh, being Baltimore this week, Thursday, and in a, in a unique and interesting matchup for the Packers defense in particular. That's stuff that we can get to a little bit later. Uh, We're also going to have a Curtis Bolton rookie orientation coming up here soon. I also have the Kadar Holman uh, guest booked for that rookie orientation. So uh, we're going to get to all of these rookies who look like they have a chance to make an impact on the Packers. I do want to clarify something I said yesterday. I I am making good on the promise that I made on Twitter to clarify this. I mentioned uh, in my discussion yesterday that you know, maybe it's possible Geronimo Allison and Jake Kumaro are redundant. And I said, I mentioned that on Twitter. This is going to seem like semantics to some of you, but it is important to me as a as a freelance journalist uh, who has had, you know, ideas and, and work taken as his own. Uh, that was actually Dusty from Cheesehead TV. That was his idea. I was talking about it on Twitter, but it was a conversation he started. So shout out to Dusty. Uh, he does really good work. In fact, he has a... Um, 
a film piece up right now about some of the stuff that that the Packers did offensively in that Texans game. It's worth your time. Go check that out. I just wanted to shout Dusty out because that was actually his idea, and I was just building off of it. Uh, so just wanted to give credit where credit is due. That's all. There is plenty of room in Packers Nation for everyone to get credit for their ideas. Let's jump into your question, though. Let's start here. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? Lately on Twitter, I've heard nothing good about the camp Jimmy Graham is having. He's been dropping passes and underachieving in general from what I hear. My question to you is, if Jimmy has taken another poor performance this year, how much will that hurt the team? Would we have enough set in place to pick up any of his slack? And if so, what would that be more like climbing a mountain or walking up a hill? I like that metaphor. Love the show and the insight you bring to Packer Nation. Go Pack Go, Dakota from Salt Lake City. Dakota, really good question. Uh, It is hard to tell at this point how much progress, if you can call it that, Jimmy Graham has made in this offense. It's easy to forget now that last year before the season, Rodgers and Graham looked like they were locked in. And he was out there, and he was the new kid on the block, and he was the cool kid, and he was doing all kinds of catching touchdown passes, plays down the seam. And to be fair to Jimmy, he has made plays in camp. And on the days when the offense has looked good, he has also looked good. I think there is going to be this baggage that fans have with him simply because he is someone who is getting paid a lot of money and clearly underachieved last year, clearly did not look like the player that Packer fans thought they were getting, myself included. And we had Danny Kelly, who watched him in Seattle two years ago. We had Danny on the show, and Danny was like, I think they're going to light the league up. And so, I look, Danny's really smart. I, I thought that way too, but him saying it really validated that for me and, and made me say, I think this is this is the conventional wisdom now where it should be. And that didn't happen. And a lot of people, myself included, feel a little burned by that. Now, I'm not going to let that color my opinion of what this offense can look like this year. If for no other reason, then I think the offensive structure is going to find ways to get him open. Last year, some of his biggest games were in games where the offense was a little bit more targeted around him, where they found ways to get him on linebackers, on wheels, on seam routes, on skinny posts, and and let him use his... He still can run and give him the opportunity to make some plays in space. That's what this offense does for the tight end. He's going to have times where he's running unencumbered in open space, and all Rodgers is going to have to do is put the ball on him. Now... Who the, who the tight end to is a much more interesting conversation right now because of Robert Tanyan's development and Mercedes Lewis uh, being out right now. So, uh, you know, that tight end two spot is fascinating. We haven't had a chance to see Jay Sternberger yet. So, you know, that that is a, a conversation worth having. I think there's a lot that still needs to go here because we haven't really seen Graham yet on the field in meaningful situations. So let's go through the preseason process. Let's give him an opportunity to show something. And and let's give him a couple games in this new offense to, to try and do something with a quarterback who's now healthy. Because remember, yes, we saw Graham last year, and you look at the raw numbers, and the raw numbers are good. He was playing in an offense that does not feature tight ends, that does not do things to get the tight end open, and with a quarterback who is playing on one leg. Not optimal circumstances for Jimmy Graham. I'm I'm not making excuses. There were plenty of times when the blocking was suboptimal, when the effort was not quite there, uh, dropped passes, plays you expect him to make and he didn't make, and I think he lost some confidence. 
uh, and and really you know was lost out there at times. Played through the injury, obviously. I mean that, that there's there a broken finger for a guy who catches passing for passes for a living is never good. So that's just one of those things that he had to deal with, and unfortunately, uh, it, it it held him back as well. So there was there was a confluence of factors that all led to what ended up being a disappointing first year in Green Bay. The good news for him is he's got this year to try and shake that off. All right, this is from Gabriel Wilson on Twitter. On the pod, you mentioned that Elton Jenkins' play could theoretically push Lane Taylor off the roster. Are there any other vets you could see as potentially on the bubble? A name that comes to mind is Tremont Williams. Is there any way Green Bay opts for youth? Now, let me be clear about what I said about Lane Taylor and Elton Jenkins. Pushing Lane Taylor off the roster is not something I would think would happen this year if it does. He is under contract. He is still a very useful player. And if he's not playing, it's because Elton Jenkins was just that good. He can still be a very good backup. And then you make the move after this season. You save some money and you move on. So that, that's just let's, that part needs to be clear. In terms of other veterans who are potentially on the bubble, they brought Tremont Williams back on a hefty number. And, you know, I, I, I was not sure they were going to do that. In fact, I suggested they shouldn't do that. But they have. Now, uh, they can still get out of some of that money if they release him now. But I, I think it's pretty clear they value him as a rotation corner right now. He is the nickel corner, which basically makes him cornerback three on this team. With Josh Jackson out, with Kevin King out, they can't afford to just be giving away reliable players. So I understand the idea that, look, our Holman has been really good. And they have Jair and Kevin King theoretically can get healthy. They have Josh Jackson. Tony Brown looks like he's pushing for a legitimate starting spot. Um, you know, there's some other intriguing talents on the roster. But look, Tremont Williams is not going anywhere. Uh, they kept him in part because of his veteran leadership as much as anything else. But look, they said it. If they want, Mike Patton said this. If they wanted a coach, they would have hired Tremont Williams as a coach. They signed him because they think he can play. And he's going to make this team because the Packers think he can still play. Now, the question about whether or not he can do that, that's something that he's going to have to answer. But the Packers believe he can still play, and he's going to get the opportunity to play. And if you're getting opportunities to play and coming up small in the bedroom, BlueChew.com can help. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And remember, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance his performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer 
bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right this is a question that i've gotten in some form on a couple different platforms a couple different ways so let's use this voicemail to to get to it Hi, this is uh, Jose from Bakersfield, California, and I just had a quick uh, question. I just seen that uh, the Packers got another running back, and my question to you is, why won't they just uh, trade Jamal Williams for uh, Melvin Gordon? I don't know if that'll be a good idea. I think it will, but let me know, and stay locked on. Thank you. So I understand where Packer fans are coming from on this. I really do. Um, You see an opportunity to bring in a disgruntled running back into an offense that is supposedly going to feature the running back. Pair him with a guy like Aaron Jones, a little bit different skill set, a little bit more wiggle, a little bit more big play potential. You bring in Melvin Gordon, who can be your hammer, and together they form this you know, best-in-league one-two punch in the running game, and Matt LaFleur crushes team on play action and Melvin Gordon is a Milwaukee boy went to the University of Wisconsin it is a reunion a homecoming here's the problem uh if you trade for Melvin Gordon he is only going to show up to play if you give him a new contract and Green Bay it should not and I don't think will be willing to give him a new contract in a scenario like that I think they understand the value of running backs in this league Even someone like Jerry Jones is finally understanding that you don't have to pay Zeke Elliott. You don't have to give these guys top-of-market contracts to have good offenses. Hell, the Packers' run game has been awesome going back really to 2015 when they've decided to run the ball. They've had good running attacks. Mike McCarthy just really refused to go with it and use it effectively. They've had good run games. I mean, their DVOA, they've been top 10 the last five years. And they just haven't consistently relied on it. They don't need Melvin Gordon. And the the value, I mean, okay, Jamal Williams for Melvin Gordon is a steal for the Packers, obviously. But that's not how trades work. That would not be how a potential trade would go down. It would require more assets to make work. And you're still not incorporating this financial part where the Packers would have to pay a significant amount of money on a long-term deal to Melvin Gordon. They already have Aaron Jones. They like Jamal Williams. They like Dexter Williams. And, you know, then they have mm, Darren Halls, Trey Carsons. Those guys are not world beaters, but they're, they're, you know, fringe NFL running backs. Given the value of running backs in the NFL, you don't need to be paying big money for guys like Melvin Gordon. Look, I love Melvin Gordon as a person. I think he's a really, really good player. And in a vacuum, you want that guy on your team. 
But given what it would cost, not just from a financial standpoint, but from a trade asset standpoint, it just doesn't make sense for Green Bay to give up assets to do it. If you're a team like Houston or you're a team like Indianapolis and you have cap space and you think one running back takes you from playoff team to legitimate contender, then it makes a little bit more sense to go ahead and do that because if you have $100 million, spending the money on a running back doesn't hurt you as much. The value of it is different. The, you know, We think of contracts as all being the same to everyone, and they're not. You know, The Devin Funches contract was weird to some people. I saw it as a team that had a lot of cap space. It's a one-year deal, and th- they took a flyer on someone. And he could help them, and maybe he doesn't. And if he doesn't, it's not a long-term commitment for them. They still have the space to go out and get someone else. If you're a team like the Jets, yeah, you can overpay maybe for Le'Veon Bell because he's a good player. He's a really good player. And you have all of this cap space. You have your quarterback on a rookie contract. You have you know your top defensive player is on a rookie contract. And this is how you can build the team in the short term. Green Bay is not in a position to do that given the money they've allocated to Rodgers, given the money they've allocated to their defense. They cannot afford to pay big money to a running back, nor should they. All right, let's finish up with the questions here. Hey, Peter, I'm Zach from Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to Bromaha. I'm wondering what you think of Chandon Sullivan, and do you think he has any chance to make the roster? Chandon Sullivan was a really interesting player as I was studying this roster going into the year because I, I felt like he landed in Green Bay without much fanfare, but he actually had to play for the Eagles last year. They were so distraught at that position that they had to bring in Sullivan. And he actually did have to start a game for them even. So he has NFL experience. Now, that doesn't mean that he's a great player, but obviously he had the the big play in the Texans game, flashed a little bit. He has been one of the impressive guys at the position over the course of camp. Could he be someone that sneaks onto this roster? Mike Patton clearly wants to have a bunch of corners. And Brian Gutekunst clearly wants to have a bunch of corners. So if they're going to keep seven, eight guys, yeah, someone like Channon Sullivan has a chance to make this team. You know, the the, the running back loss uh, with Corey Grant and moving on and bringing in Ibrahim Campbell, you know, maybe that opens a roster spot for a cornerback. Maybe, you know, there are other injuries. Guys go on IR. It opens up roster spots for cornerbacks. I think Green Bay is going to pad their roster, the margins of their roster with cornerbacks because you look at this team last year. They went into the season looking so set at corner that I suggested that they move Josh Jackson to safety because it's not just because they were set at corner, but because the safety position was such a hellhole. They look similarly stocked at cornerback this year if everyone is healthy. And Josh Jackson has returned to practice in a limited capacity. He's trending in the right direction. Kevin King's still not there, but it sounds like getting closer. They're not going to be in a position where they were last year where they had to rely on Devon House. And they had to go sign Bashad Breeland off the street. And they're having to play these guys that, like Tony Brown, they're having to sign. Now, Tony Brown might turn out to be a developmental player that they can use and, and can be useful and can start if Kevin King can't play. They didn't know that when they signed him. And so, you know, they don't want to have to use those guys off the street. They want to have guys that have been in the system at least through training camp in the preseason who can give them a chance to fill out this roster in a meaningful way. I think that's the smart way to do it. 
if it were me and I was building a roster, I would have extras of offensive linemen, pass rushers, and cornerbacks. You can never have too many of those guys because if one goes down, you really need to have someone who can step in there. Those positions are too valuable. They're too critical to the success of your team to not have a reasonable um, backup plan there. And so Green Bay, I think, you know, right now, they've got a lot of pass rushers. I think one or two of these guys that we're not talking about right now is going to come on and, and make this team. And we're going to be like, wait, what? They kept who? And it's going to be cut, be because you can never have too many guys who can play outside linebacker in a 3-4. You can never have too many cornerbacks for a defensive coordinator that wants to live his life in nickel. You can never have too many offensive linemen that you believe in when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. So I think just philosophically, that's something that Green Bay is going to consider. And it's something we have to take into account when we're looking at these 53-man roster projections. Yeah, the, the opportunity is there. Someone like Chan and Sullivan could absolutely mess around and make this team. I think Kevion Ento is someone who is going to be a very intriguing practice squad player because he's shown flashes. And there's going to be some receivers who make this team on the practice squad, not on the 53, but on the practice squad because they're borderline. You know, they, they think they go 8-9 deep at receiver. They think they go 8-9 deep at cornerback. And you can never have too many of those guys. Working through these roster machinations can often feel like fantasy football. And if you need advice on your fantasy football roster, the drafters coming up for a lot of you, check out Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny Iyer has over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. Then you are the same. Everyone reads Matthew Barry. Everyone listens to those ESPN fantasy podcasts. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on fantasy football on your favorite podcast provider. Hey, listen up, FanDuel fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, I want to talk about this last thing just because it's newsy and and it's it's interesting. Uh, the Packers signed Tommy Bohannon, a fullback, uh, a fullback who has familiarity with Nathaniel Hackett, was with him in Jacksonville, and is someone who has NFL experience. And so he can he could come in theoretically and make an impact at fullback that the Packers are clearly going to use. And that is the the thing here that I that I want to emphasize. It's not so much that that you know this guy is going to come in and do a thing. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't think this is a situation like with Joe Carriage and Aaron Ripkowski where the, the Packers are going to keep multiple fullbacks. 
This is a situation right now Danny Vitale is hurt. And the fact that they went and signed someone. And a legit someone. Not just a guy. They signed an NFL fullback. That signals to me that the fullback is an essential part of this offense. It is not a central part, but a, a, a real part. A genuine piece offensively. And whoever plays that position, let's say Danny Vitale can't be healthy for the start of the season... Tommy Bohannon is someone who could actually play snaps for Green Bay and be used. They're going to run some power with the fullback. They're going to use the fullback in the passing game. They're going to use him on league plays. They're going to use him on fullback seam throws. That's something Nathaniel Hackett used him on in Jacksonville already. And it, this, this is something that Matt LaFleur also has in his arsenal. So the fullback is here to stay. Not just because Danny Vitale was a good fit, he was and is, and hopefully can get healthy and and get back to competing and and contributing. Tommy Bohannon is the kind of player who, if Danny Vitale is not ready for the start of the season, can come in and the offense won't miss a beat, really. He is not the athlete that Vitale is. Few few players, full stop, are. And he's not the receiver that, that Vitale is, but he can be useful certainly in the run game, and gives you enough on those leak plays, those passing plays. They could use him in some of those single back sets where he's a pass protector and and can be a um, an outlet receiver. He is useful in this offense in a way that most NFL teams would not find use for a fullback, and that is, that is an important thing to learn about Matt LaFleur's offense. This is all a work in progress for us as we piece together, you know, what is this going to look like? You know, you watched the the preseason game, and and I'm sure a lot of Packer fans are out there going, I don't know, it looks a lot the same. A lot of shotgun, a lot of three wide, or at least three in the pattern, out, split, you know, whether it's a tight end or whatever it is. And that's true. It did look like a lot of the same formations and and ideas. Now, there are plenty of new concepts, or at least concepts that are going to be foundational that were not under Mike McCarthy. Uh that stuff is coming. The jet sweep motion, uh, the bunch formations. There's all kinds of different stuff that's going to, I bet there's going to be pistol. There's fun stuff coming. The Packers are not showing that in week one of the preseason. Uh, but the fullback part of this, that's real. It's coming and it's here to stay. Uh, everyone get ready for it. Prepare your body because the fullback is going to be a part of the NFL game once again in Green Bay. And just get those Kuhn chants ready because even though it's not going to be John Kuhn, it might as well be. You know, it's 2011 all over again. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow as we look ahead to uh, Packers Ravens coming up on Thursday. This Thursday schedule is really throwing me off, but I will muddle through. We got a lot coming on Acme Packing Company this week, a lot to break down. So check that out. All my writing is there uh, and, and working on some things. So hopefully. Um, some other places where you might be able to see my work coming up this season. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitter. That is where you will find everything that I put out. All of my content is there. You can go like my Facebook page too if you want to do that. You can like Locked on Packers on Facebook. You can follow Locked on Packers on Twitter. Imagine that. Uh, A lot more than just our podcasts. I try and curate the best of Packers Twitter on Locked on Packers for you so you don't have to do it. I'm doing that for you and, and uh, Locked on Packers is doing that for you. Uh, I would love it if you'd go to iTunes and leave a rating, leave a review. Let me know why you're listening, what you like, 
and if you have some some constructive criticism, you have some feedback, leave it there. Would love that, uh, preferably with a five star rating. Uh, and uh, if you want to be a part of a show like today's, if you want to leave me a voicemail, if you want to text me, if you want to send some some feedback, talk about players, whatever you want to do, just chat. Awesome. Hit me up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline nine two zero three four one three seven seven five to stay locked on Packers.